Hi, I'm Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for being here. I love having you. Love just being in this energy of the new year, even though it's already February. Crazy. (laughs) Time is so slippery these days. It really just is easier for us to see how time is more cyclical and how this structure of linear time that we have created is very helpful and yet is not the true interpretation of time. So just going to drop that little nugget in there for you and you can make some medicine with it however you would love. And diving into our call, Donna is here today and she has some big changes coming up in her life, including a move. And she's feeling stuck and doesn't really understand why or what's happening, why she's afraid, what's coming up. So this reading takes us on a journey about how your old and tender wounds drive your current day actions and create your reality. We talk about the thing that will take you the furthest in life is your ability to be with yourself deeply and know who you truly are. This is really the gift and It's from this beingness that we see so much, right? And that our life unfolds in the way that we want and our reality is created because we bring the meaning to life. We talk about how no time is wasted, that you are always exactly where you need to be. We look at how running towards the places where you hurt is the very thing you need to get to the places you want to go. And something that we talk about a lot on this podcast, right, is being more in devotion to the path of your heart than to your fear. So my loves, enjoy this beautiful reading. It's full of a lot of metaphor and imagery and just a really beautiful expression of how our intuition works. And I hope that you see something new in yourself and your abilities. I love you. Hi, Donna. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi. My question for you is, I know that a major shift in my life is coming, and I guess I'm looking for a little direction as to where that's going and how that might play out, because I know it's, I want to say almost a major upheaval, but I know it's going to be good. I just, I would like some parameters, I guess, and direction. Yeah, thank you. As you're talking, there's an image dropping in of a race car and the focus of the image is the tires. And on race cars, there tend to be those really high performance tires, but these high performance tires also have a tendency to really wear down really quickly. And what the image is doing is it's showing this really cool race car, but you have these really thick, sturdy truck tires on it. So how I'm reading this is like, there's this really sporty, energetic, sleek, luxurious sort of 
fast moving vehicle, but the tires of this need to be really durable. So for you, like seeing you as this car and then the practices that you're involving in your life and the way that you're supporting yourself really needs to be tightened up and rugged and make sure that you're like giving yourself the ability to move through the terrain that's ahead of you as you're in this fast moving vehicle, right? Like it feels like there's speed to it. So as I share all that, (laughs) what do you notice? What comes up for you? How does that land? Well, the fast car makes sense because I feel like the changes are going to, once they start taking hold, they're going to be quick. And right now everything in my life is kind of stuck. December and January has been kind of a stuck month, but I know change is coming and I know when it arrives, it's going to be rapid. So that makes sense. And the stability of the tires makes sense too, because you have to have that good traction and then be able to navigate and you have to be sure of yourself and have that support. So you, you have to be secure, like you said, because otherwise a race car, those tires burn out and I can't burn myself out in this transition. Yeah. And as you're talking, I feel the energy flowing up through my root chakra, up through my central channel. And this idea that there is a lot of power and support available to you and that it needs to be a focus for you. How grounded are you, connected to your earthly existence, your body, those sorts of things? I'm pretty connected at most times, but I do get a lot of intuitive hits and I I don't always sleep well because I'm always getting information. So I'm connected. I understand the mundane, but I do live in the off world a little bit. Yeah, it feels important for you as you get into this fast car <laughs> that like they're showing me scales and this idea of balancing your earthly existence with the amount of time that you spend going up. It is something for intuitives, for healers, for those of us that are in the spiritual realm, that we spend so much time in the higher vibrational, informational part of the frequencies and dimensions. And yet, because we are here on earth in a body, We have to nurture our body. We have to be equally living in that space to provide a place for that information to be able to flow through. Very true. And I mean, there's another reason why I am also a little bit on the dreamer side too, is because I'm a writer. So that's a whole other avenue of being disconnected, but being connected. Where do you want to take this? What do you mean exactly? Well, how can I support you from here? So this information has come in about being connected. You're in this journey moving forward. What do you want to do with this information? How can I serve you, support you with what you want? So we're in a car and we're moving, but does that mean we are moving into a different lane, a faster lane of life? Or does that mean... I need to find this balance and not get sucked away in this whole change. 
So staying inside this metaphor of imagery is what they're doing. They're showing you at like the starting lineup and you're spinning your tires. And there's this sense of waiting, right, for the gate to go up, like you're ready to charge forward. But I get this sense of pause, of self-care, that yes, that is part of what is possible for you, what is part of your future. Yet there's this real element of how are you nurturing and caring for yourself? Who are you being as you speed away in that car? Because that's the real marker of your life. That's the real key to what is possible. It's in your being, right? Not in the doing and what's happening to you. But our souls come here to grow, to expand, to serve and it's our level of beingness that is the quality of our life. Very true. So in this scenario that you are moving into, where is the space for your self-care? How are you supporting yourself to be able to have the energy, the power, the it's the resolve is the word that's coming through. How are you taking you today into that future the funny thing is i've had intentions to do other things like work on my house pack my house things of that nature and it seems this has been going on since december that my guides have put roadblocks in the way where i am forced to take care of myself where i am not allowed to do what i want to do as far as accidentally tripping and injuring myself. So that kind of forced me to say, okay, you have to stop. You can't do what you're doing. And somebody asked me before I actually did this podcast, why are you being forced to rest? And so this is all kind of tying into that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a matter of, I feel like I should be constantly doing things and it's not the time, but I think it is. And yeah, spirits telling me it's not. And you don't always listen, even though you can be intuitive all you want, you don't always want to hear the message. Well, especially right when it touches on a tender part of us, so many of us, our worth comes from our doing. And it's hard to sit still. It's hard to not do. It's hard to just be inside our bodies. And yet, I found that that's actually the pathway, that's the portal, that is the thing that takes us where we want to go, is our ability to be with ourselves and deeply, deeply know who we are. Very true. Because we never really want to face that shadow side of us. We never really want to face the warts and all. We just want to be who we should be, who society has made us be, or thinks that we should be. So what are those points in you that push you to do so much? Because I know that this change is coming and that my time is limited to where I'm living right now. And it's like I've wasted four years after my husband passed of not doing what I need to do. So now it's like destination procrastination has arrived and I need to get past that because that's how I've done a little and I haven't done enough. And now I see this as just my fear rising up of I need to get this taken care of. And it goes back to an old trauma from when I was a kid because the parents got divorced and when they were divorced, everything in mine was packed away. 
And I only had a little space to pull out stuff. And what happened there, my desk at school became my haven for my personal things. And one day my mom, because I was acting out, my mom took me to my therapist and I came home and, or we came back to school and the teacher had lined up herself and all the kids to the trash can and was throwing my shit out. Excuse my language. Sorry. Okay. We're real here. (laughs) Throwing my stuff out. And it was humiliating. It was embarrassing. And this was the only place I really had. And at the end of the year, she picked out everybody's flaws and gave us half of a jackass trophy with our flaw. And she told me, she's like, I don't know whether to give you sloppy or messy. And that wound, because that was at the time, everything in my life, I went from this very idyllic childhood to total chaos. And I think that wound, no matter how I've tried to heal it, is not fully healed. And I feel myself doing this all over again, because the house I have to get through, I have to clean up this house. And there's so much here for me to go through that's from my husband's family, because his parents died before he did. And then he passed. So I have his things. And it's just a matter of, I need to go through all of this. And it's going to be a hard process. And that's why I think I've done some of it, but there's so much more to do. And it goes back to that childhood trauma, because your parents always were like, you should be doing something, you should be doing something. And then you just want to push through and get through this part, because you want the good stuff to come. So... I think that's all what I'm not facing, what I don't want to deal with, because it hurts. It still hurts to be humiliated like that, especially when all that trauma was going on. Yeah, it's hard. And I thank you for sharing and, yeah, for bringing that here. Because it is those tender wounds that really do shape our reality today. And as you were sharing, you know, at the beginning of your share, what stood out to me was that you were saying you have wasted four years. And one of the things that I've learned or experienced along the way is that it's when we are disconnected from the divine plan that that right hurt part of us wants to tell us that something has been wasted. When the truth is that really you were exactly where you needed to be, that nothing is ever wasted or squandered or incorrect for the life that you came here to live, only you. And that there is great, great power and wisdom inside of your messy and sloppy parts, that they are actually one of your greatest gifts. And unfortunately, you bumped up against an adult that didn't understand that, right? That was more interested in shaming and wronging than nurturing and cultivating. Very true. She prided herself on being a disciplinarian and a, I don't want to say an agent. She didn't say she was an agent of shame, but really technically that's who she was. Because this is fifth grade. You're doing this to nine and 10 year olds. How cruel are you? Yeah, I have a fourth grader. So that touches my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And what that tells us about her is that the level of shame that she puts upon herself is intense. The other thing is there's abandonment around her and around my mother and my father at this time as well. So 
that's all these issues rolled into one. And those things I've been trying to face, but it's like, how do you finally face those fears from being a kid? Especially when you know that your life is changing and you're feeling, that's most likely why all these feelings are coming up again, because this is a massive life change, just like back then. Yeah. And the way I view these places, these portals that we arrive at in our life, is they are actually the very thing that we need to take our life to where we want it. So the thing that's stopping you from moving forward in that car is your fear of looking at these things, and yet these things are the very things that you need. They're the things to pack in your bags and take with you. They're not the things to leave behind because they hold all the wisdom of who you are and why you came here. And the more you wish them away, the harder it's going to be. And I know that it's scary. And I know it takes a lot of courage. And I also know that once you turn to face these parts at a deeper way, because you've already looked at them, you've already done a lot of work, but it's getting into these nuanced places, into really deep into them and learning to be with them differently, learning to really harness these parts of yourself. They're wise, they're capable, they want to help you and they can help you. Yes, they can. It's just a matter of getting past that four-letter word. (laughs) (laughs) Or just including it, right? Like there's so much that says you have to get past your fear. You have to make it go away and all the wronging, right? It's still wronging. Like you're making your fear wrong. It's like, well, what if your fear was right? What if it's actually trying to get you to see something that you've been avoiding? What if it's here to bring you closer to everything that you want? What if that fear is your friend? True. We're not taught to look at fear as being your friend. Same thing with worry. I mean, worry and fear go hand in hand, but we don't look at those things as something that is beneficial. We're taught to believe they're bad. And sometimes fear is healthy because it keeps you grounded. It's not allowing you to make that bad decision, but it can also be bad if it holds you back. So once again, we're talking balance. Yeah. The way I like to think of it is it's getting really intimate with it, right? Like it's not good or bad. It's just here. And what are we going to do with it? And are you going to be more devoted to avoiding your fear or more devoted to the path of your heart? And the more that you learn to understand your fear You'll understand yourself more, you'll understand your patterns more, your conditioning, all the limitations that you live inside of. The closer you bring them, the more freedom you can find from them because you intimately know them and understand them. And then you know what to do when they show up because they're not strangers to you. So that's clarity. It is clarity because, I mean, I've not looked at this move as being that nine-year-old kid. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of that feeling in this move. Because one question that keeps being asked of me is, where are you going? 
because I've always managed to land where I needed to land. But the truth of the matter is that little kid couldn't answer that question either because it wasn't up to her. It was up to mom. Yeah. And that's the big difference now is that no one else is in charge. The teacher's not in charge. Your mom's not in charge. You're in charge. And what I find infinitely helpful is when we remind our younger selves of that, that we cradle them close on our lap, stroke their hair, kiss their forehead, whatever nurturing she needs. And you let her know, hey, that teacher, not so great. Your mom, we love her, and maybe she could have made better choices. But you know what? I'm in charge now. I've got you. I'm never going to let any of that happen to you again. It's okay. I know what I'm doing and I've got you. And the funny thing about all of this is I've made moves across the country and had less fear than I do right now. So the little girl is just kicking and screaming at this point. She's ready to do it differently, obviously, right? Yeah, obviously. (laughs) She's like, hi. Remember me? I'm back. Yeah. Well, the beauty of that is that it's because she's ready to be healed. And now you have this incredible opportunity to shift so much, right? Like you're coming in sort of thinking that this shift is external. And yet here we are drilling it down to how significant this internal shift can be for you as well inside of all that. How can I support you from here? You've given me a lot of clarity, right? To look at this because I hadn't really thought of the parallels between the two, but in a roundabout way, there are many parallels and I have to look at the bigger picture of that and to embrace that. Because, yeah, maybe that is why I'm being forced to not do anything, forced to just sit with it and sit with what I don't want, to sit with the flaws. And I'm not trying to be negative, but it's like all of a sudden things started shutting down. And yes, we have a transit going on that's major, but it's just like, I almost feel like I'm being shown, you don't want to keep living your life like this and you need to face this. And heal that part of you. So when you make that transition, you're not in the same place. So I get it. Yeah. Cause otherwise that little girl is just going to recreate your future mm-hmm. instead of you. Mm-hmm. And we both know <laughs> that if you don't give her what she wants now, you're just going to have to do it later. Yeah. And that's not going to be easy. So It sounds like spirits giving you opportunity to be with her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so now is obviously the divine timing. Yep. I would agree. What are you taking away from our call today? Taking away that I have to face that issue of I have to heal the little girl and help her work through feeling abandoned and feeling that things are going to be bad and that you can move past where you're at that necessarily the material of things that you have in your life, you don't have to hang on so tightly if they still don't bring you happiness. Yes, they were part of your marker, part of your past, 
but that doesn't mean you have to take them with you on this journey. Only take what you need and get rid of the rest and face who you are and accept who you are. And it's okay to be scared. It's okay to embrace a future that looks different. Mm. I love that. It sounds wonderful for you. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? It does. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.